And now, NAI Pop presents a unique show where two dads talk about the topics that interest them. Sports, wrestling, and a splash of pop culture information to help them survive in a world of wives and kids. Now, please welcome your hosts, professional wrestler and new dad, Scotty Slade, and retired executive and seasoned dad, Jamie Jamikowski. Welcome to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. There's six Infinity Stones within the gauntlet, and this is For the Pops' sixth episode. I apologize. My name is Scotty Slade. I'm joined here with Jamie Jamikowski. We're rolling with this. We need to let them know why I'm laughing. And we're, you know what? We had part one last time with Mark Boudry. Oh, Boudry. Boudry. Do you have any idea how to say his name? <laughs> no. You have it's always no been idea. Boudry. And we're bringing him back for part two. The reason why I was laughing, Jamie, is I'm trying to do the intro. Yeah. And I look across, and, and uh, adult hair is picking his nose and sticking it back into his mouth. Pretending to. <laughs> no, no, no. There was no, 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 no. He was There was no pretending. There was no pretending. He was picking for gold. <laughs> the chase for gold actually happened. Gold rush lottery. <laughs> and he got lucky. He picked number one. But uh, so we're here. It's uh, We're now in January. Which means we passed the holidays. We passed New Year's. Um, how, how were your holidays? Surprisingly, you know what? They were They were okay. Because um, this, this is your first holiday the, yes, with this your daughter. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. This is, <laughs> yeah, well, you're like, it was your first holiday. I'm like, yes, it was. Um, yes, no, this was the baby's first holiday. So, And um, how was that? What, was, there a lot of, was there a lot of stuff? Because I know somebody else who has a newborn right now. And they said that they had a ton of, ton of like holiday and presents and all that stuff. But at, at how old is she now? She's well at the time of it, uh, seven and a half months. Seven yeah. and a half months. My but my wife actually asked um, before I came over. Yeah. She goes, uh, when are these episodes uh, going to air? Because I love, you know, exploiting the fact this runs on timelines. Um, so when I told her, she told me how old Phoebe would be on both of those Good. days. Good. Um, but no, so we we kept it simple because of how young she was. Th- she doesn't she doesn't understand any of no, it yet. No, she was more obsessed with the wrapping paper, right, and, and the boxes and all yeah. that stuff. Um, I did end up buying her uh, a very large teddy bear for whatever reason when I was a kid. I saw that online. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, when I was a kid, for whatever reason, I was like eight years old, and I saw a giant teddy bear, and I said, when I become a, when I have a kid, I'm going to buy my kid a giant teddy bear. For whatever reason, it just stuck in the back of my brain. So, did you call it Sherman? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not call it Sherman. I, I'm going to warn you right now, because as everybody who listens, everybody who knows me, my daughter's 14 now. Yep. You are going to be into the holidays. For longer than your daughter's going to, because I used to, that was my favorite part of the holidays, was buying all this like cool, fun stuff like big teddy bears and this and that, and getting excited. And then all of a sudden, about probably I think it was not this year, but the previous one, all she wanted was clothes and gift cards. That's well, that, it at fourteen. Oh, it was horrible. I, I was so sad this Christmas. There was like nothing to play with, nothing to do. That'd really? be perfect for you because you guys are the same size, right? Yeah, I, we'd be able to share clothes. I got to make sure they're like gender neutral though. <laughs> I'm not going to wear any dresses. Hey, she can be whatever she wants to be. Whatever that, she identifies as. Sure. She can be whatever she wants to be. I thought that's fair enough. And then adult, adult your Christmas, what did you do? good. I spent it with uh, the family. Because you have a niece that's almost the same age as my daughter. Your niece just uh, turned 13? I have a niece, yes. She's 13 and a nephew that's 10. So That's what I thought. And your nephew, is he's he's like a, a hockey sports jock kind of a kid? Yeah. Yeah, we played. Uh, you get some hockey stuff. And uh, that night, uh, yeah, I got him a... Uh, Hoverboard too, so that that, that was a. Uh, you got him a hoverboard. I got him a hoverboard. I thought you said you got on your hoverboard. No, no, and no. I would have. I, 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 tr- I tried to. to I tried to get on his, but wait, what? A hoverboard? A hoverboard? Like like back to the like future? what Chase Chase uh, 
brought, brought oh. into the ring. Oh, I thought I was Cold really Fury. out of touch with technology. I thought <laughs> there was uh, Back to the Future hoverboards. Going it it on. is pretty cool, but I had no clue how to balance myself on it. You should have tried. I, I did try. I didn't want to break my neck. So, Jamie, yeah. I got a, I got a question to ask. This yes. also gets volley to adult as well. Sure. Um, so then, you know, you get through Christmas. Yeah. And then up comes New Year's. Yes. Okay. So, as a as a father of somebody that's now hitting their teenage years. What did you do for for New Year's? Uh, uh, we're in that we're in a middle stretch right now, where, and we're noticing this with with uh, with my daughter and her friends. They all want to like make plans and go out and do stuff, but they're really not old enough to do anything yet. Or drive. Or drive, right? None of them can drive, so they can't go anywhere. So they have to depend on us to get them there. Right. And then on the flip side, you know, but but they still want to go out and and do stuff. So we're kind of in that mode where, like, for something like a New Year's, we went to another family's house. Okay. Where it was like grown ups and then a bunch of the teenage girls were there too. You know, we all had like a big dinner together, then they went off and did their thing, then we all kinda went back to the main family room at, at midnight to do the, the countdown and all that stuff. No, it's it's a weird kind of year because like in the past what we used to do is like have a babysitter and Cheryl and I would go out. Right. Or we'd do nothing for a few years. We'd just sit home That's and <laughs> everyone would go to sleep early and I'd be there alone at midnight. Happy New Year. And from the single adult side, you went out and... Oh, I had a hell of a night. I ran had a couple parties I was invited to, <laughs> and I fell asleep on my couch around 9, woke up back around 10, and watched TV. It was, it was pretty exciting. Was yeah. hey, what'd you do? <laughs> I just We just stayed home, um, and then we woke uh, Phoebe up at 11.58. So what? So, that so she knew it was the new year. <laughs> yeah, like but we made she sure that she knew. Figure things out. Nope, nope. We had to make sure that she was up to watch the ball drop. So, adult, you'll appreciate this because Nikki was born in July of '03. Yeah. Right. Well, 2004, Red Sox win the World Series. Right. Right. Yep. It is still a bone of contention between my wife Cheryl and I that she would not let me wake up Nikki to be up and watching when the Red Sox won that World Series. Why? Why wouldn't she? Yeah. Because she's like she's 15 months old. What the hell does she care? Just so that you can tell us she was awake for it. Well, technically we could. Well, until, uh, until now. <laughs> Wait, in 15 months, I mean, granted, I don't think you can remember stuff that early, but she's at least somewhat, I mean, she'd at least know what's going on, right? She'd yeah, well, like, she would see oh, look, things like moving on a screen, but she yeah. wouldn't know baseball. You know at, at 15 months? Over a year? What is it? Was your kid like a little genius or something? Like Fine, she's doing I don't want to brag. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> No, in 15 months they're still they're still pretty much useless. Oh, oh. okay. No, I give all my so all, the, all the victories you have over your daughter in video games <laughs> don't mean a thing right I'm gonna now. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that quote, put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> 15 <laughs> months, she's still useless. No, I, I've I, I've told all of my friends who are, are having babies or who have toddlers, I tell them all. It was advice I got. Once you get over the fact of oh my gosh, this is amazing, we're parents. Honestly, infants kind of suck. They and really so, don't do anything. So what age does it turn around? Like I, if I, I, and this came up over the holidays in my family as well. I actually don't remember like Nikki's first two years. It's kind of all a blur, but like when they start like moving and interacting, oh, with your lifestyle, I could see that. Well, yeah, fast I, times, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I remember the, the nanny brought her back to me after about twenty four yeah, months. Yeah, you know, and after said, the, the, after dresser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Jamie. <laughs> wow. Is your baby back? She's anyway, more than fifteen months. It's when they start, you know, like interacting and playing and and doing all that stuff. Then they become fun. Then you can bring him on the golf course. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Still not yet? Like, she, she, she golfs now. Oh, Jamie's right. afraid she to golf with people because they usually beat him. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know, you know what? it's funny you say that. That's what I heard from Bill Neville. 
Oh, kiss my ass. <laughs> Bill Neville and I, from, from, from the New Age Insiders podcast, we played in the uh, WrestleMania tournament uh, last year with, uh, with a bunch of the superstars. It was for charity. How'd you do? Oh, my God. I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. You, so you're saying that was like a one-time deal? Well, that was a one-time deal with him. <laughs> oh, okay. And then, then there's right. also the somebody in the room. I'll kiss my ass today. No. They're, they're, when I when I go and I, I play in other places, I'm dropping the Hawaii names again, I play I play a lot, and I do pretty well. I can go I can go play all summer, have great rounds of golf. I'll come back here. I'll golf with this jackass over here. He is my kryptonite. On a golf course. So, if so just to be clear, for the record, for everybody listening, so you playing with Bill Neville I and a bunch one, of WB I, superstars. I had one bad day with Bad Bill day. Neville. You playing with adult, always bad days. But he plays well in Hawaii. But he and plays I've well in Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii, <laughs> but I was watching a tournament this weekend. I don't think I've ever seen, like, trees. Like, can you hit your ball into the woods in Hawaii? Wait, look. What do you, what do you, it's just what, one. What it's just saying? a straight. So, so, so you could spray it to the right and left <laughs> and still, still have an open shot. <laughs> You know what? There's no woods, right? I'm sure sure when this um, episode gets posted, several people are going to come to your defense on how well you You know what we're going to do is when the weather here breaks. When the weather breaks somewhere around, uh, you know, May. (laughs) August. (laughs) August, when it gets warm in this godforsaken region. What we're going to do is we're going to call, we'll we'll call Bill Neville. Okay. Bill, adult, and I will find a fourth person who can play golf. Yep. We'll all go play. You can caddy for me. Oh and you God. and you can you can watch and you know we'll have uh we'll have Jason caddy for Bill and we'll have I'll find an old lingerie, a, a former lingerie model to caddy for adult perfect and we'll go we'll all an go old there. lingerie model no a, a uh, former that's why I changed it to former no 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 an old lingerie an old model would be model. better o- old young hey baby how are you <laughs> hey how you doing back somebody in, <laughs> back in eighty four I wore this corset the female version of Tarzan is what we're <laughs> describing right now <laughs> oh <yeah>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so so I think we've officially made 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 a date for the 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 for the pops golf tournament. Good, and and the type of um, courses you play, what type of pars per hole are we looking at? Uh, what kind of what kind of pars per <laughs> hole are we? Pars per hole. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> pars. The, for the record, the most pars you can have per hole is one. <laughs> it's like a regular golf course. Par three, okay, par four, right, par well, five. T- Tarzan there. Tarzan only likes to play pitch and putt. Why I ask? Oh, I, no. play, I played with him a couple times. Yeah. How how do you do? Um, Actually, I hit par. <laughs> just in pitch and putt, though. Strokes. Is that what it is? I don't know what you call it. I don't play golf. I, I do the driving range. I just kill it like Adam Sandler, and then I just uh, go on with my life. I, I love people like you. <laughs> I love people like you who think golf is just going to a driving range. And That's then it. Then they end up beating us, though. Uh, no shit. I quit. <laughs> yeah, all right. Robin Williams said it best. You hit a ball and walk all that way to hit it again. Yeah, great game. Anyway, so anything else with the holidays? We got to cover New Year's. We have another. We have the continuation of the chaotic goodbye today. I, I said to you guys before we came on the air, adult. I feel like for 18 years, we never said anything about chaotic, and now in the past three months, you got to get that paperwork signed officially. Don't you? Tell me about it. You know, oh, I, so the paperwork hasn't even been signed yet. I have no comment at this time. Oh man, I I can't say that as of the time of recording, <laughs> you are still sitting with the owners of Chaotic Wrestling. Oh man, of which you know they've got till uh, well technically they have until. Friday, January 12th, when Chaotic Wrestling is going to have Pandemonium in Woburn to get this paperwork signed. Otherwise, Adult and I are showing up, and I'm changing every finish. Somebody else is going to go over. Maybe my podcasting partner. I don't even know what I'm doing yet. I'm, I, the, are you the, even booked? The answer I got was, I think so. You, we, think, we, you think you're booked? That's what they said. I think so. We haven't finalized the card. So, 
All right, so I guess when we come back, uh, adult, you and I were going to ask kind of the final rounds of questions about chaotic wrestling. I know Slade has some stuff he wants to ask us. Yeah, we, we had um, shot some posts out from the uh, For the Pops podcast page. We even did it through. I don't know how you guys still have the uh, information for the chaotic wrestling page. Because I still own the company. <laughs> uh, we had shot that out. I also um, shot out a uh, post yesterday. And, you know, actually we got some, some good grab bag stuff. So when we come back... We will uh, kind of just uh, go through it scattered, get your guys' opinion on I'm these questions. I'm basically the Lex Luthor of, of chaotic wrestling. No matter what happens, I'm Can you keep popping back up. please just show up Friday with a shaved head and just... <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, but right. that'd be amazing. All right. So on that note, when we come back, we'll go through the grab bag of questions from you, the fans, for the technically current chaotic wrestling uh, owners uh, right after this brief message. And you're listening to For the Pops podcast on the NAIA Pop Network. My name is Jason Maltop. I am Liam Strager. And I'm Bill Neville. And live every Wednesday night on NewAgeInsiders.com and the Mixler app, we're taking topics and thousands of fan perspectives and bringing them to your airwaves. And don't forget, we'll be live and taking your calls before and after every single WWE pay-per-view that we do not attend. But wait, there's more. You can also subscribe to our Patreon page by visiting Patreon.com and searching for New Age Insiders. And with plans starting at just $2 a month, there's an affordable option for everyone. Monday Rewards, Tuesday Rewards, exclusive pay-per-view rewards exclusive shows why wouldn't you become a patreon and we will see you wednesday night at eight o'clock we out you know the best cure for a case of the mondays i don't know vodka no 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 it's the wrestling podcast about nothing this is referee mike crockett and i'm pro wrestler kingpin brian malonis every week we're pulling back the curtain on the world of wrestling it's a wpan nothing more nothing less mondays only on the nai network I'm Scotty Slade, joined with always my tag team partner, Jamie J. Mikowski. And we're here with none other than technically the current uh, owner, uh, Mark Boudry. Is it Boudry, Baudry? Baudry. 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 It's French. It, 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 means, it means handsome one in French. Handsome one. We. Yeah. Oui. Is that how you guys came up with the uh, gimmick for Todd? No, I just made up what okay. I just told you. Okay, all right, cool. Speaking of making up, so, well, no, but Bo... Okay, I'm sorry, we won't derail this by it with French <laughs> translations of, of, of Mark's name. Do you, do you speak any French? Uh, oui. Okay, do we je, speak je, any French? Je m'appelle Mark. Avec uh, Scotty Slade. <laughs> avec uh, Jamie Jankowski. Hey, you're doing all right for me. Oui. That's all uh, I that's know. A, that's actually just a Pat Patterson impersonation. That's <laughs> all he's doing right now. That's all he was just doing. Banana. So, <laughs> so like we said uh, earlier in the show, uh, we kind of reached out to the fans. We wanted to kind of hear some some fan questions, and there is a huge spectrum of stuff. Um, I do want to kind of start it off with something feel good, though. Uh, and this one kind of bounces over to Mark. Oh, Mark, uh, Mark, I got a question, okay? And this this one comes from none other than. You could have said you had a question mark. You had a question mark. This one comes from uh, <laughs> none other than world there. famous Warbeard Todd Hansen. Oh, geez. Warbeard wanted to know. Your time in world class as the master <laughs> of the <laughs> stretch. Oh, I love you, Todd. <laughs> right. Now, for those of you who don't know the story, for years, and I don't even know how this started, but uh, adult and some of the clowns at the old CTC, the Counter Training Center, right? Yep. You started telling new kids coming in 
I, that I, <laughs> I wrestled in the 80s at World Class Championship Wrestling under a mask called Mr. Ebony. <laughs> but wait, but weren't you also, wait, uh, why do I also I was the continental lover, too. Continental <laughs> lover is the one I remember. But when we used to do it, the, as late as you know, I know Fury still does them over the NEPWA. But when we would do it at the tryout camps, the one-day camps, they would put him over. <laughs> and, and, and completely sell it from beginning to end that he was a former wrestler and that his finisher was an abdominal stretch, correct? Abdominal stretch, figure four leg lock, Indian death lock, but abdominal stretch is the, the, the one uh, that I go to a lot. Okay. And, and what was your favorite match in, in world class that you participated in? Oh, so many, Jamie. Probably <laughs> against uh, Kevin Von Erich. <laughs> but the best part is that uh, Biff Busick, uh, now only Lorcan, yeah. uh, WWE NXT, for about a year, believed that I wrestled in world class and was devastated. When are you serious? <laughs> Absolutely oh, that's serious. Amazing. I <laughs> never like, knew that. He, he that's thought I really awesome. wrestled in there. That is tremendous. All right, cool. So we're also going to jump into something. <laughs> you didn't even finish the question. I just heard world class. And no, that was it. It was <laughs> when you were the master of the abdominal stretch. So that's a <laughs> which we slowly got into. Um, but there's also another background story that I need to know about. Are we still on me? Yeah, oh, yeah. This okay. one, we're going back to back. And this one came from um, none other than a Kevin Bow. Oh. Okay. Wow. Kevin right. Bow. You yep. know a couple of Kevin Bows. Yeah. He wanted to know if you could tell about the origin of Naked Adult. It <laughs> 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 uh, was this, a summer chaos, wasn't it? Why are you looking at me, you <laughs> naked one? <laughs> I, d- I don't know what any of this means, but when I asked Jamie about it, he goes, you have to ask yes, him that. Know. Oh, it was, God. It was summer chaos in Methuen, if I remember. It was. and I, Why is t- uh, Fat Pants Todd Sinclair always involved in my nicknames? Right. Stuff I, I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I think I know where it came from. I think we were actually, yes, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is how it came about. We were actually, after a show once, we were at a Denny's talking. And uh, at a table, and um, for some reason, got into a story of how excited summer ca- uh, we were for summer chaos because that's when I get naked behind the curtain because <laughs> w- w- I did the lights at the time. And ta- Todd Sinclair was telling a student this story, so of course, at the next show was summer chaos. So I said, you know what, I'm just gonna. Get down to my box of shorts because <laughs> R- R- Rich Paladino's coming out, you know, and, and just <laughs> ma- make him laugh before he went out there. But I forgot at the time that Pristine Christine was also doing commentary with him, and, and, and she came out first, and there I was in my box of shorts <laughs> just looking stupid. <laughs> I had to explain to her that I was trying to get a cheap pop. And what year was this? Like 2003 or 2004. Could you, could you imagine if something like that happened uh, right oh around God, this time? Oh, you God, know, we'd, we'd be with Harvey <laughs> Weinstein and all these guys getting, getting brought up on charges. Cause yeah, so that's how it came about. It was. Uh, but then I think traditionally after that, because you did it for a few years, uh, it was usually for the Logans, was, wasn't it? Yeah, I would, I would uh, you know. He would drop trow for the Logans. <laughs> yes. I just had to remember to wear uh, underwear that year. <laughs> but uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, if, if Matt or Brian are listening to this, Matt, well, Brian is technologically deficient. But uh, uh, he is. Brian Logan? Terrible. But he knows that text, at least. Yeah, but I, I, he's, he, I, I don't yeah, he think he knows how to do anything else. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he has social media. No social media. Um, email was never real great. But anyways, if Matt Logan listens to this, he will pop. And if there is ever something else adult. again, I'll, maybe I'll return and. You, you'll be like the naked Midian. You'll just do a run through yes, wearing exactly. a fanny pack. Exactly. Well, but yeah, that's how it came about. For chaotic wrestling fans out there, if there's any reason for you to come to um, Summer Chaos in 2018, you need to go to Summer Chaotic Wrestling Summer Chaos just to see maybe an appearance of a naked adult. And I'll have 8x10s ready by then, too. 
<laughs> so many. No. Come on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. So now we're going to take more of like a serious road. These uh, these came from actual fans. Uh, <laughs> not just uh, because because Handsome and Kevin, they're not fans <laughs> of this company at all. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, and I'm going to say this wrong. So it's a uh, Gio Marco Santiago. Uh, he had asked the question, what was the darkest moment in chaotic history? And so I and to kind of like pad this question, when I read this question, it was also something similar I was going to ask you guys. Um, this kind of coincides. Was there ever a moment that you guys thought chaotic may have been on the verge of ending? Uh, you guys maybe like on the cusp of just calling it quits. I would assume that would count as like a darkest moment for chaotic or anything that might have pushed that to the edge. Or maybe it was just all these years of just happy times. I, uh, overall, I enjoyed uh, all of Chaotic. I mean, for darkest moments. Maybe it was the time John Walters uh, came back in Summer Chaos and the lights went out. I see what you did there. Darkest moment, but a oh bump. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's weird. You kind of changed the question on me. Were there times we were going to call it quits? Yeah, there, there were a few. Um if you if you talk about straight up darkest moments, um, I'll I'll give you one that harkens back to to your history when Steve Bradley opened his school and started running the WFA out of New Hampshire. That was a pretty good shot at chaotic wrestling. Um, we we had been we had pretty much had New England locked down for a few years at that point. Uh, we had the WWE connection. We had the best school. We had the best students. We were running regularly. Our, our crowds were pretty good. And then Steve Bradley came in. And, again, I don't know if you were there right at the start, but Fury, anybody who was there will 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 uh, confirm what I'm about to say. He basically said our goal is to put Chaotic out of business. He put a target right on us. He took some of our students, took some of our wrestlers, started running in towns right next door to us on the same night as us. And the worst part was he was a good trainer and he had equal, if not better, WWE connections than we did. He just left WWE at the time. Right. He had just left WWE. And that was that was a rough stretch. Um, it ended up being the best stretch for Chaotic because, as we all see in the environment today with WWE, it's always better when there's a competitor. Oh, yeah. And and Bradley made us, made us step up. That was really when Fat Pants and Mucko and I really kind of took over the company. And that's when you were really first involved. And that's right. when we really started ramping everything up to say, okay, shit. Because before that, you know, people would, oh, we're, you know, I, I've made a joke about, I have a list of people who said they were going to put Chaotic Wrestling out of business. Yeah, there was, a, even when I was with Chaotic, there was a one time, we won't, name, we won't name company names, but there was somebody that tried to run in the same town as us. Uh, they actually oh, was did. That, was that in Lowell? Yeah. There yeah, was, those, yeah, there was yeah, a show in Lowell at the same yeah, time. And it as was us. just. Yeah. It was garbage. Like it yeah. was just, it's funny that out of all of Massachusetts, you've got these people that gun for you. Well, the other well, thing was, wasn't there a funny so Oh, uh, is it there a, a story? Wasn't Steve supposed to uh, wrestle on a Cold Fury maybe for Chaotic, and there was a reason that that didn't happen? Or? Yeah, there's a story about the whole Steve <laughs> Bradley funny, thing. Yeah. Where <laughs> at the time we had multiple partners in in Chaotic. And when Bradley showed up, we didn't know off the bat that he was going to compete with us. Now, uh, Mike Hollow, Dukes, they all knew him. Right. So when he came back, we kind of figured, okay, he's going to run up in New Hampshire. We're going to run down here. My mind immediately went to, let's figure out something. So if he's running shows and we're running shows, if we bring in a named talent for a price, or if we bring in Tom Pritchard for a weekend, 
is there a way we can combine? We all make more money, blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of figuring, let's set up more of a, a symbiotic or a copacetic relationship. So I asked one of our other partners to call him and I picked the wrong one because as legend goes, uh, he called up Steve Bradley and was saying, hey, from Chaotic, we'd love to work with you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you ever want to get into WWE, we know Dr. Tom Pritchard. So maybe we could hook you up and get you introduced. And you know Steve's personality better than I do. How do yeah. you think that went over? I had a, like a fart in church. I guess. And I yeah. think <laughs> that was pretty much why the target got put on Chaotic's back. Because one of our partners just pissed him off right out of the gate. So was that before? Because uh, I wanted to get your guys' opinion. I don't think I've ever heard it from the perspective of Chaotic. Was that before he brought in, who was the champ at the time? Was it Billy Kryptonite? Billy Kryptonite, yep. And he put him, I think, against D, and the match lasted like yeah. 15 30 seconds. And then <laughs> right on the front page at WFAWrestling.com was uh, mm-hmm. the local champion gets destroyed by D or something to that effect. We, we never had a policy that our guys couldn't wrestle other places. What we did was, I can be honest now, it's a decade later, we just made it more attractive to work for us. There were limited promotions, and promotions around here tended to come and go. So what we would kind of tell people is, great, you can go work wherever you want, but understand, if you go work certain places, we might not need you as often as we do right now. Right. And when we're running consistently, you know, the, I think that's probably, if, if the question ever came up, what am I most proud of in Chaotic? Adult, consistent. Is it we never stopped. You know, sometimes in the summer, we'd go down to every four weeks. But we were never one of these promotions who, oh, we're taking a hiatus for six months. We we never stopped running. And it was usually every three weeks yep. on a Friday night, sometimes with double shots. But we never stopped running. And uh, so we always had that ability to say, you know, it, it's great, but understand. And, and again, we're, we're at the time, I could leverage that WWE connection a little bit. I could also kind of say to guys... And also understand that, you know, if WWE calls me asking for extras, I don't want them to be guys that other companies can say our guy. So I was able to, without keeping people exclusive, keep them pretty exclusive. Then Chad Wicks, Billy Kryptonite, wins our belt, decides he's going to go work for WFA and jobs in 18 seconds or 15 or 12. Or something ridiculous. It was, it was ridiculous. And at the time, I still didn't realize WFA was coming at us. Okay, I, I never, I hadn't put two and two together yet because again, I don't pay attention to what other people do. I was paid attention to what we did. Then I, I forget who called me, whether it was Pants or Mucko or somebody called me and told me what happened. And I didn't call. I had a different partner this time uh, call Billy, uh, call Chet and rip into him because I don't care if you wrestle somewhere else, but we've given you a certain spot. We've given you a certain spot. You got to protect us and our brand. Yeah. So it was not a, it was not a pleasant conversation. Good grief. Well. To piggyback, we'll, we'll, we'll shift gears. We'll, we'll go into a more uh, feel-good feel Now you're getting me angry over here. Just <laughs> look at this. Forget it, Fury. I'm not signing the paperwork. No, nope, <laughs> I'm angry again. Um, I'm putting everybody out of business. So we, we talked about WWE, which kind of leads into the, the fan did not want to leave his name. but So over the years, Chaotic has always brought names in. Uh, off the top of my head, while I was with Chaotic, uh, you guys brought in Honky Tonk Man, um, <laughs> you guys even I think technically uh, Tommy Dreamer you guys have done like Rob Van Dam at like the stadium shows you mm-hmm. guys have brought in Sonny um, and I know that there's more than that aside from Vinnie Mac uh, what's the the best name that you've ever worked with or at least had the an enjoying experience with I try to I try to re- I'm officially removing the whole Vince John Cena scenario 
because I feel like that might be both your guys' go-to. Well, a lot of times, uh, adult, you used to pick them up at the airport and stuff, right? Yeah. Who did you like the best that you got to kind of hang out with? Uh, the Actually, it was probably the most, yeah, Cody Rhodes. He, oh, nice. He, he, yeah, he, it's the three, three, four times that we had him on shows, and I picked him up at the airport. Just the way you see him present himself, he's always in a nice suit and everything, and he is very... Very personable and very easy to talk to. I mean, I mean, most of our conversations weren't even about wrestling. So, but uh, I would probably go with Cody and then probably Tommy Dreamer second, probably because of how many times we've had Tommy Dreamer. But uh, yeah, C- C- Cody's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I'd I'd go with Tommy Dreamer first again for the exact same reasons you just said that we worked with him so often. He was just easy to work with. Um, I'm trying to think who else I really, really just liked working with I, I can count on one hand who i didn't like working with so i'm not trying to you know put anybody down and say oh everybody else was jerks you know what i always liked working with too was um the two nice guys were um stevie richards yep mm-hmm. always like stevie he's just a regular guy we just had him last year too yep stevie richards and then um guido nunzio whatever he was yep, calling himself yep. again just a legitimate nice nice guy that I always just liked working with. Those are probably my top three. See, you would have liked ECW then. All it's the just guy, funny. All the guys you named were ECW. Yeah, <laughs> See that? Tarzan would be proud. <laughs> uh, no, it's just funny because just when you look at I think you guys brought in Bret Hart at one point, didn't you? Yeah, he was. that was early on, and he wasn't, he wasn't really invested. or Right, he, so he it's just funny that the different experiences with different guys that Cody and Nunzio and you know, Dreamer would float to the top. But when we brought Regal in, Regal yeah. was a great guy. Right. I was actually – I know I never got to see him because I was traveling – but um, like all my phone conversation with Ted DiBiase. How could he? He peppers it in. What? Where were you traveling? I, 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 you know, I, I was summering in. I was at my. I was at my summer <laughs> residence <laughs> in Honolulu, Hawaii. But, and that, uh, and that, and it but makes but sense that we had DiBiase in August because he has his summer residence down at the Cape. Speaking it? of, that, we didn't have to pay trans. That's why we just paid tolls. Speaking of DiBiase, because I, I, I do want to jump to one more question. I don't know how we're doing on time. We're fine. Uh, cool. Um, but can you please just so that everybody can hear it. Uh, tell the story about when you were talking to DiBiase on the phone and you yeah. had to, unfortunately, mute him for a second. Oh, it was awesome because, again, <laughs> we're, we're older. Adult and I are older, and I grew up watching Ted DiBiase. You know, that's when I became a wrestling fan. It was like that whole WrestleMania 1 through 5 that, that was, and, you know, the the two refs, the double, double Hebners and all that stuff. So we're bringing in Ted DiBiase for a couple of shows this past summer, and I got his phone number from somebody. I call him. And he, when he calls you back, I'm sure from you talking with him, he's a very polite guy, you know, uh, so we're talking. So then once, so now I'm sitting in my living room, sitting in my family room at home, talking to him, uh, and I forget what we're going over, and he said something, and I made a joke back, and he laughed. And it was like the Ted DiBiase laugh that he would start his entrance music with. <laughs> I got so excited. 18 years in the industry, you know, I completely mark up. I start mark, I have to mute him so he can't hear me saying to my wife, oh my God, I just made Ted DiBiase laugh, the million dollar man laugh. And then I got back out, I'm like, oh, well, that sounds great, Ted. I'm really looking for You know, I'm like, I, was, I, was, I was giddy. That's all. Because it was the coolest thing that I got to hear the million dollar man laugh, like right there, live. Awesome. So uh, you had a conversation between uh, two million dollar men. Well, yeah, you know, one one a little more richer. Than I, was, the other. I wasn't going to say that, you <laughs> yeah. know. It's Ted, Ted's doing okay. Ted, yeah, he's doing he's doing all right for himself, but he's no JJ. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. So Brandon McKenzie sent this one over. Out of all the matches the Caddox had that you've seen, like clearly he must know that Jamie doesn't watch everything. Wow. Which one stands out the most to you? 
slash like which one was your favorite? Do you have a favorite match of all time? Yeah, right off the top of my one of my favorites I can off the top of my head is probably uh, Handsome Johnny versus Mike Cool and Steel Cage. Oh, I thought you were going to say Todd Smith versus Scotty Slade <laughs> in the uh, tournament for the title. Because it was because uh, uh, it was a Cold Fury. It was the first Steel Cage match that we had, and it, it was a, it was a, a, a great angle uh, leading up to everything too. So uh, that that whole cage match and uh, feud between uh, Handsome Johnny Warbeard and uh, Mike Cool. Uh, that that's probably one of my favorites, and then uh, probably another one. Probably uh, even though Doctor Tom didn't like it, I did like the shoots and ladders match between uh, Ortiz and uh, Hurricane John Walters. So those are just two off the top. But I, uh, if, I, if you give me a little more time, I'm sure I can think of some others. What about you, Jamie? Anything? I don't remember any countercrossing matches. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, let's see. Long stretches of Hawaii getaways, and it's uh, just yeah. Even well, though every show's been posted since uh, my generation. In the Posted where? In What's the, this now? In the Chaotic Group. Well, I don't know, but if I want to watch Chaotic He's Wrestling, I go to chaoticondemand.com, <laughs> where I can watch all of the greatest. I mean, you uh, guys are still the owners. We still so own some. I'm trying to pump as much money in as checks. I can before that before that agreement comes across. Underratedly, I'll tell you what one of my favorite matches was. It was actually in Derry, and I want to say Malonis was the champion, and it was Malonis versus Mikazi. Mm-hmm. And I, that one has always stood out. I know... Uh, Mikazi was on the wrestling podcast about nothing recently with Malonis and Crockett, and they were talking about different matches. And I were hope I was hoping they were going to talk about that one because that was probably one of my favorite matches was Mikazi versus Malonis on a random show, April thirteenth, two thousand seven. I hate him. Uh, we're not doing a quiz today. I quit. <laughs> I I quit everything if 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 we're doing a quiz with him. So we're gonna. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Were there any Cold Fury ones that I really liked? There had to have been. Yeah. I think the problem with Cold Fury matches is like. I know you like the countdown at the oh, CFX, lo- right? Oh, thank you. That's my other favorite one. <laughs> that, oh, okay, two of my other favorites. I love Chaotic Countdowns because I love Rumbles. I loved CFX because that was the, the classic just, countdown. Just be, you only like CFX because you just want to say CFX. I love that one. And we, but, did, uh, we didn't even have a tagline for Cold Fury 10. Yeah, that was, was it. CFX, CFX, Cold Fury 10. The name was the tagline. That's what a creative genius I am. You know, we just became Wayne's World. But uh, but yeah, we uh, oh god, we brought back Jay Gillette and Donnie Rotten. Oh my god, it was the greatest. And then I think I don't think it was that countdown. Maybe it was. But my all-time favorite moment. You know, you said we can't count the Vinces and the Cenas and that stuff. Yeah. My all-time favorite moment was in a countdown, and the Greek Squad, Alex Arian, and Ilya are alone in the ring waiting for the next competitor in the countdown to come out and it was the immortal Dan Murphy who jumped in there and I have to say if I could find this clip I, I don't know how behind the scenes I'm allowed to get but Dan Murphy was a student at the school what, what who show I was think this? He, I, it was a countdown because it had to have been was a countdown because it was staggered it was I believe was it, it? it had, it had to have been, well, we were for, doing the countdown at Cold right, at the beginning but I don't know if it was CFX I don't think it was because that was a pretty full one right so maybe it was the following one, but Dan Murphy was a student at the school, and he was ready to be in the ring for something like a battle royal. I don't know if he got excited or what happened when he got in there, but he forgot that it's that the outcome of that was predetermined and that he had a job to do when he was in there with Alex and Ilya, two established guys. Alex, probably one of the most established guys. So he didn't sell anything for Al to the point where Al had a finisher you know it, it was his finisher the running knee that he had beaten Rick Fuller Chase Del Monte John Wall everybody in the company with it that Dan no sold 
three straight times to the point where you see the match go completely off the rails. I believe Ilya's laughing over in a corner because he doesn't know what to do. Al is screaming at him. Sell, God damn it. And, and, and at one point, if I remember, maybe I'm like changing my mind. Like At one point, you see Al just stop. It's like stare at the hard cam like, what the hell do I do now? Greatest moment in countercrossing history. Was, was this um, before or after the Hanscom battle royal that you guys put Dan Murphy over? Right around the same time. Yeah, which yeah. is probably about the same time. Right. And there are, there are pictures. I think Brian Malone has the pictures of Dan Murphy holding the chaotic wrestling heavyweight belt. From the Hanscom show. From the Hanscom yeah, show, yeah. Yeah, I remember the Hanscom, because I was part of the company at that point. And I'm trying to think if it was, yeah, between Crockett and I, we might have that footage. Yeah, like, we, we got to find was, it. We got to like find a, that there footage. There's like a handoff transition, because that was at the time when we were doing actual tapes and not digital. Right, right. So it was longer upload times. <laughs> So I think the tape's got to exist because with digital it's easier to lose. So there's a tape somewhere. Yeah. yeah well, uh, well, so maybe you can find that and then we can we can talk about it next time. Talk about no, it next this time. Is a, this though. is the last time. No, this <laughs> is, there's there's no chaotic goodbye part three. You know, five years from now we'll do chaotic wrestling. I'll look back, but you're not going to hear from me till 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 2023 now. So I we're playing golf this year. Well, I meant on the pod. Yes. He's already you're already canceling on you. All right, we got three questions to go. I think I'm away that weekend. Three questions. Three questions. And I don't know how this one's going to roam. So Stephen Page, he actually has two questions. Actually, we'll start with Anthony Miller's because I want to end it with with Stephen's question. So Anthony Miller asks, what was the worst chant you ever heard a fan say? Now, like, I know this is a wrestler. Can we we repeat it? I mean, if I can. Worst chant? Worst chant. Anything that, like, once you heard the fans chanting, kind of like, what are you guys doing? I, I can't think of a specific one, but I do know from conversations with you. Adult and I were always amazed. You know, we had our rules. Chaotic rules will... I think some of you are going to be on your deathbed. Yeah. And, like, one of the last things you'll remember, like, in your head is going to be, no blood, no cursing, stay off the goddamn barriers. And then you're going to pass on to the great beyond. But, like, so we had these strict rules that nobody on our shows of the talent were allowed to curse or anything. But adult, I think sometimes you and I were amazed at what would come out of the fans' mouths. Oh, yeah. And the kids. <sighs> like, some of the kids... And, and you can probably speak to this more than we can, Slade. Yeah, especially because, uh, especially teaming with Sherman, and I can't. The problem is everything kind of blends together, so I can't remember right. which shows were which. But Sherman would always have this, um, always get excited by being able to get the fans to chant anything he wants, just for like, <laughs> yeah. for a spectrum. We, it was just a normal tag match, and he would just look at the crowd and start chanting "chicks," and the whole place would just go "chicks, chicks." Chicks, and then I look at Sherman, and I'm taking the heat, and he's just smiling because everybody's just chanting chicks. Um, but yeah, when it comes to it comes to the like worst chant of all time that I heard a fan say, I just remember more of like the now, like looking back on stuff, like yeah. more. And I don't want to bring up like WFA. I know it's a touchy subject, but there was like a gimmick with with Steve's um, tag team that he kind of manifested, which was the um, the Metro Men. Which was yeah. metrosexuals that go out and like polos and stuff like that. And at the time, it was okay to make sure. homosexuals sure. or borderline homosexuals heels. Uh, I guess you could call it like gay bashing. It was it was to the point that like looking back at stuff because it's old WFA footage. Like if that was now, yeah. Oh my goodness, it's one of those things that doesn't hold up real well now. Oh man, it was it's rough. a miracle uh, that. <laughs> with the Metro Men worked out that way. You know what though? I'll, I will tell. Jumping off of this, I will tell you what. Uh, and you'll know where I'm going in this in a second. The, the the best fan chant of all time, one of the most over guys in the history of chaotic wrestling, was Psycho. 
part of Pretty yeah, Psycho. Yeah, all right. Part of Pretty Wah, wah, wah. Part of Pretty Psycho with Handsome Johnny, and then he was a New England champion. And at one point, we actually thought about putting the heavyweight title on Psycho for a stretch. I think he was feuding with maybe penmanship. But to get the crowd fired up, Psycho used to do a wah, 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 wah chant. And he had T-shirts made that said wah, wah, wah on it. And if J- Psycho's out there listening, I apologize. But I Hi, think Jared. I think he's pretty much at the same stage in his career as Adult and I are. <laughs> That chant started from a Howard Stern blowjob video. <laughs> it was when Howard Stern used to play yep. audio of some chicken of porn giving a blowjob, and I've never actually heard the original clip, but it was a, a gagging sound. So he knew he couldn't curse on our shows, so Jared got our crowd chanting, wah, 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 which was an imitation <laughs> of a blowjob from a porno, and he did it for a decade in our company, to the point where, like I said, psycho wah, wah, wah t-shirts were made. So that might be the worst chant I've there ever heard is, is, the, that is the porno blowjob. I love it. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> so shout out to Psycho. All right. So let's, we'll wrap this up with uh, Stephen Page asked two questions. One is uh, closely associated with what recently happened in Chaotic with the chase getting stuck on the, oh. uh, the cage. Yep. yep. He asked what the scariest moment was for you guys in Chaotic. And I don't know off the top of my head if you guys have ever been present for any like crazy serious injuries. Um, anything Not would. No, 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 but that that the whole chase one that he just brought up that from where I was near the merchandise it scared the crap out of me because I the view I had I thought he broke his neck. Let's not so, let's look. We're gonna talk about broken necks. I was at a uh, I was at a show where it ended up on Tosh. I was on the show where uh, I can't think of his name now. The one that tried to do the double moonsault and then landed on his face and, and broke his neck live in front of everybody. Yeah. No. So he Is that a New England show? Yeah, it was at a Beyond show. I was supposed to be the match following, so I'm standing in the doorway. And uh, why can't I remember his name? Uh, Charade was his name at the time, and they changed it. He, wor- he does a little work for TNA now. But, yeah, he goes for a double moonsault, does one rotation, goes for the second rotation, lands completely flat in his face, and the rest of his body goes in the opposite direction. <laughs> and uh, everybody thought he was dead. The show practically stopped for, like, 20, 25 minutes, ambulance showed up. They carted him that, off. That's scary. That's Fortunately, we've we've never had really had that happen. And then, you know, then they start to show back up, and i got to go out next. So. Pretty much. No, I think, I know, I we saw a lot of minor injuries along the way, and usually it was my job to go to the hospital with whoever. The chase one wasn't that scary because I didn't know what the hell was going on until literally I got out there and I figured – Oh crap! We got to cut him loose. He's stuck in the cage. Did you guys ever but have to stop a match? Did Todd hurt himself? I feel like Todd always used to get injured somewhere. He's got like hundred things wrong. I know we called some matches short. I mean, one that jumps to my mind was uh, when Dijak got busted open. Oh, <laughs> that's a story in and of itself. He's wrestling. Somehow, blood always happened with Chase, and I, I love mm. Chase, but I don't understand that it, low one was nuts. And it was a belt shot. Was no, it was no. So what happened was uh, the trash can lid. The trash yep. can lid. He swung it once. Yeah. That cracked it. So then it was split. Then he swung it again after it was split, and the jagged edges cut him open. Cut, and it was there was a lot of blood. Now, like I said, as I started to say, my job used to be to go to uh, the hospital with everybody. All the rules got broken. I was there day. when I forget something happened to Aaron Stevens once. I was with him. I remember um, Arch Kincaid got his ear partially torn off by an Aaron Stevens leg drop. Yep. And I was at the hospital with him. I've been to the hospital with the, so many people between. So, but that one, the Dijak one, that one was bad. And that was a real one where that was a one of the rare ones where I got out there. And that's when you asked, "Have we ever stopped a match?" I said, 
they were they were scheduled to brawl into the crowd. Yeah, because it was right and, after Dijak's moonsault, yeah. and it was short. And Chase came down, and I'm like, "Do not go in the crowd." And Chase and Chase talked about him. He's like, "I know," and I'm like, and talking to Dijak, I'm like, "Can you go on?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad." I'm like, "Dude, it's that bad." And then I I think we as we're talking out there between me the ref and and them, I'm like, "Take it home, get out of this match," because I think they went they got out of it pretty quick. Yeah, and, but that was. That was just a, a lot of blood, and you know they. You talk about it that usually cut to the head because it's less muscle and all that. It, they tend to bleed more. Yeah. That one was gross, and then there was the whole yeah the yeah, whole yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, after yeah, yeah. with some emotion in the locker room and and it, it was one of the the few times I can think of. There were only a couple of times that I was afraid for my safety in a chaotic locker room. That was one, and then there was another time when um. This was back in the days, days of MySpace. Okay, I got to tell this story. Top eight. Okay, we're going to tell this story real quick. So, if you can picture this, um, anybody out there who knows Big Rick Fuller? Oh B- Big Rick Fuller is a massive, massive fella. Um, nicest guy in the world, but he could be scary at times. Six well, eight. this was back in the days of MySpace, and somebody on the chaotic oh, roster went on MySpace and posted about Rick Fuller taking advantage of young guys. Okay. Uh, meaning not boy. meaning no. beating them up in the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So for those that don't know in wrestling, taking advantage of is when you guys go out into the ring, uh, usually it's a give and take. You guys talk. You guys kind of uh, pre-plan. You, you, yeah. It's 50-50. When somebody takes advantage of you, you're not able to do anything. They don't let you kind of go along with what you thought when you went to the back. It's pretty much you get manhandled out there. You kind of get the crap kicked out of you. It's a terrible experience. And it's did, like it, fight it, for your Did life. you ever work, Rick? I did, actually. And... The reason why this this one's funny is is so Tarzan put me with Rick because he wanted Rick to do a chop. R- and yeah. Rick, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rick <laughs> says to me, says to Tarzan, I don't want to do a chop anymore. My hand and wrist are really starting to get messed up because at this point Rick's yep. like on his way out, and Tarzan's like, Good, please, can you just give t- Scotty at least one chop? <laughs> and he's like, I guess so. So we go out there and like R- Rick and I are talking and Rick's being real nice, like he's saying, oh, awesome job, things like that, and. He throws me to the outside, and Sherman's standing there. And so he goes out to get me, and Sherman doesn't move. And so Rick gets hot because it's this is Rick Fuller, yeah. and you're standing toe-to-toe. Yep. Oh and boy. he winds up and smacks Sherman in the face, and he looks at Rich and goes, kid didn't want to get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for those of you who are wondering why we're talking about Rick, Rick Fuller chops, and fortunately, I never. No, he used to give them like to, in the locker room. I got one. Like he'd sneak up <laughs> and he'd get you with one. And and the problem is, if Rick chopped you in the chest, your vertebrae hurt. Oh, That's yeah. how hard he would chop you. Yeah. Time I mean, time stood still. Duke Dalton I mean, had some good chops too. Oh, Duke's did too. <laughs> and but there are stories of, of guys. I mean, sometimes new guys would come back and their their chest would be bloodied. Rick, Rick was never unsafe. Right. It was just part of. It was almost like a rite of passage in New England. No, it, that you had to wrestle Rick. He'd chop you, and it's like. But a chop right. in general is just you're just swinging for the fences. This is not but anything now, different. Somebody said something about him uh, on MySpace. Boy. Well, now at the time, Handsome Johnny was injured. Todd was injured, so he was kind of helping us book and 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 run the company at the time. So before the sh- before the show, we're in Lowell we're in the PAV, and Rick comes up to me. And Handsome's kind of trailing behind him with a look on his face, giving me the Iggy of Rick wants to talk to you. So Rick comes up to me, he goes, uh, hey, boss. Uh, and Rick's a very soft-spoken fella. Uh, hey, boss, uh, after you talk to the roster, I got a couple of things I want to say tonight. And I said, oh, sure, no problem, Rick. I said, anything going on that I need to know about? He goes, he says, uh, you know, no, they're just 
something happened that kind of pissed me off that I just want to talk to everybody about. And he walks away. <laughs> so I turn to Todd and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What's he pissed off? Todd's like, I have no idea. Now we're trying to ask him in the locker room, what's going on? What's Rick pissed off? What? Everybody knows he's pissed, but nobody knows what. So now I'm thinking, what did we do? What did Chaotic do? Is he, is he ticked about something we did? So traditionally, if you can picture it's a big long room with, room with pool tables where, where our locker room was. I always used to stand by the door that led to where we would keep the TV screens, the second room. Well, I go to do my speech, and Rick's standing right by my usual door. I go diagonally across the entire room. So literally, I've got the entire roster and two pool tables between me and Rick Fuller <laughs> in case Chaotic's the one he's pissed at. So I do my speech, and I say, uh, Rick's got a couple words to say. And if you can picture it, Big Rick is standing. He's got a notebook in his hands because he wants to read what he has to say. And sitting in front of him is Todd Sinclair at the time he's a ref. And Rick starts reading about how, you know, somebody went on MySpace, said I was unsafe. And now he starts putting over chaotic wrestling. You know, it's a great place to work. Jamie pays us. They take good care of us. They run consistently. Why? You know, we're supposed to be a brotherhood. And at one point he says, and, you know, I don't know who decided to go online and write something about me. And Rick was so nervous talking like this because this wasn't Rick's thing to be a big locker yeah, room leader. Was not a... But he took his notebook and he kind of just out of nervousness double tapped Todd Sinclair on the back of the head. All of a sudden <laughs> from across from I see Todd Sinclair go white as a ghost and stiffen up going, holy shit, he's talking about me. So now Todd, Todd Sinclair thinks he's going to die in the chaotic locker room and Rick finishes and he, he literally ends with, so, you know, I just think, you know, whoever did this, you owe me an apology. You owe everybody in this locker room an apology and you owe Jamie an apology for putting him through this. Thanks so much. And literally all of a sudden you heard the entire locker room go, <sighs> this big sigh of relief that it wasn't any of us, but it, it was somebody else in the locker room who we, we won't go into who it was, but yeah. When we go but, off, you'll have to, you'll have to tell me. Oh yeah. So what was the question? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, we got off. The, the, well, the question was scary is, scariest moment but we we actually went through a good uh yeah. a good amount of scary moments yeah <laughs> all right last question of the segment yes this is probably the most important also uh -oh. from Stephen page and this this question is just for both of you guys i can't even answer it uh oh what is your favorite scotty slade moment <laughs> <laughs> favorites you know i know that there's so many what, what about the time when i'm just trying trying to remember who scotty slade was <laughs> um, uh, wait a minute um let's Thing. Oh, you know what? I know what it was. It was a <laughs> Halloween show. Would you dressed up like uh, uh, Bri Brian Malonis? Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you do something else on? Uh? Yeah, the, the Halloween shows when Tarzan wanted me to dress up as Fandango, and I got hot that year because <laughs> I had bought and everything to be Stone Cold. And he goes, "I'm not having Stone Cold on my show. I already had. <laughs> I already told Greeley he couldn't be Stone Cold. I want you to be Fandango." And he just gives me a dress shirt, and I go, "This is it." I said, "I bought all this stuff, and you want me to be Fandango?" And I ended up like dropping the the gimmick midway through the promo. <laughs> and when I got to the back, he was not too pleased. Could be when he dressed up like Brian Malonis. Underratedly, um, I really enjoyed when you were kind of involved in the whole um, <laughs> Alexis Mercedes yeah. that whole angle. Yeah, it was the only time that. Uh, the women's division was good in Catacross. Like, yeah, I get it. Oh. All right. So if Sasha Banks is listening, the only time it was good was when Scotty when Scotty Slade was carrying her. Is that what you're saying? You you whoa, you whoa, had to whoa. carry no carry the with Alexis. Right. Yeah, when I was with Alexis. Yeah, I carried Alexis. Yeah. I tell this title. And again, I know I know history is strange, but the, the early part of the whole team friendship stuff was, no, awesome, was awesome too. Yeah. No, yeah that, that, that was, was good stuff. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. All right. 
Cool. So then on that note, we're going to go into our next break. And when we come back, um, do we ha- what kind of time do we have when we come back? Uh, you know what? We're, we're, I think we can get right to okay. the chaotic quiz. All right. That's oh good. Boy. I didn't study. That's a fine because I think this is right up your alley. So when we come back from break, last time we were on the show, I asked 10 questions, which so many bonus points I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Somehow as we dwindled through the numbers, these gentlemen tied. We're going to put their chaotic brains to the test. And I'm not going to lie. I cut the questions down quite a bit. Okay? I didn't want to do 10. Right now, currently, I'm waiting on one more text message. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick with four. Uh Uh-oh. 25 points each, Jamie. All right. Good. Okay? So when we come back, (laughs) we are finally going to declare a winner. All right. Who the chaotic wrestling historian really is. Uh Uh-oh. On the sixth episode of For the Pops podcast on the NAI Pop Network. You know the New Age Insiders Wrestling Show is the premier place for wrestling fans to connect, discuss, and to be heard. But what if we told you that there's also a show for fans of all kinds to do the same? That show is Late Night Liam. Show hosted by myself, Liam Stryker. And me, Bill Neville. Join us immediately following NAI Pod every Wednesday as we dive into pop culture, sports, current events, and more. Can't listen live? No worries. Late Night Liam can be downloaded on demand exclusively on the NAI Network channel. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, and all podcast platforms. Once again, join Late Night Liam live every Wednesday following NAI Pod. When you and fans of all kinds can connect, discuss, and be heard. I'm D.C. Matthews, the Pope of Positivity. And I'm Doc Manson, the only actual doctor talking about wrestling on the entire internet, at least until facts prove otherwise. And each weekend on the NAI Network, D.C. and Doc talk. We might talk about wrestling, but we probably won't. Maybe I'll just eat a bowl of cereal for 30 minutes, live, on the air. It's entirely possible. It's happened before. Check out D.C. and Doc talk every weekend on the NAI Network. D.C. Yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go we're back up. here on the For the Pops podcast. I'm Scotty Slater. And they say there. Yeah. And they say there. Yeah. And they say there. Yeah. 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 Right, get it right before we go off in the uh, sunset. Uh, so last time we were here for the first chaotic po- uh, podcast, you guys had your quiz. So I asked you guys 10 questions, a whole bunch of bonus stuff, and you guys still somehow tied. So I really went to the bottom of the barrel. I, I, I brought everything to the table last week, or last show. Yeah. And I thought that that was going to be enough, and it's not. I've just been playing dumb for 18 years. I know I watch every match twice. online twice, even when I'm not there. And so I had to think, how do I guarantee that we're going to have a winner? And so this is how it's going to happen. I'm going to ask you these two questions. One of them I actually have to ask you. This one comes from Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, Oh boy. Okay, we're going to start off with a question from Tommaso. Can we write down our answers, right? Yep. Okay, question number one. So we talked about it last time on the show, the tennis ball incident, (laughs) where Tommaso Ciampa was fired. That was back in May 2014. Tommaso Ciampa sent me a text, and he said, and he gave me the date, which will take the date out, but he gave me the month of when he returned to Massachusetts to finally wrestle. Can you tell me the date that Tommaso Ciampa finally returned to Massachusetts after being exiled in May of 2014? 
You have to write down your answer. Oh, Delts deep in thought. Is it like closest without going over? The, I'm only looking for the month and the year. Month and the year? The half okay. points each. Who goes first? We're going to go with adult first. March 2015. And Jamie? September of 2014. No, you guys are both wrong. When did he come back? January of 2016. Really? He was gone for that long that time? He did not wrestle the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> Sorry, T. Since you guys exiled him. Really? You probably had better things going on. <laughs> like WWE. See? Don't cross the boss. That's what happens. See what happens? You, you, you tick me off, gone. Yep. He, Close. So I thought you might have come back. <laughs> when did I get rid of him? March of 14? May 2014. May yeah, four, he said tennis ball show is May 2014. Next time I wrestled in the state of Massachusetts <laughs> was January 2016. I had to so ask that one. I didn't told think, you, don't break, the, don't break the chaotic rules. I didn't think either of you guys were even going to get close. I thought maybe the year, but yeah, that's how long. That's how long. Yeah, see? See what he's, happens to you? He's always with us in our heart. So then, uh, speaking of NXT superstars, oh boy. Donovan Dijak. Can you guys tell me who his opponent was of his first singles match? This is some good questions. Oh, don't worry. The, the next ones are... <sighs> <laughs> so the first oh. one to win this thing is actually good one, right? <laughs> oh, damn. All right, I have my answer. I have no idea. Guessing, Jamie, I'm in the microphone. Thank you for talking into the microphone. Jamie, your answer? Mikey Webb. It was not his one-time tag partner of the American Destroyer. East Coast Mikey Cowboy. Webb. And it was not the East Coast Cowboy. Who was it? it was Good Times Vern Vicalo. Oh, wow. That was his first official singles match in Catacross. He wrestled in tags before that? No, it was a battle royal. Uh, uh, it might have been the countdown that you guys debuted him in. Uh, but it was some rumble style. You guys put him against some weird kid that went out there. And I think he was in See, it's not fair when you ask about like opponents and matches with me because there's a 73% chance I wasn't at the show. Yeah, so true. so why would I remember this stuff? That's true. So what you would remember then. Oh, boy. Yes. So uh, Jamie kind of, you know, we, we were going back and forth. We're like, I need to declare a winner. None of this stuff. I need. I can't <laughs> have you guys tie. Now, now, granted, you guys might tie, which is going to freak me out. But then I'll just go to part of a big plan. I'll go slay trivia, and then I know you guys will just get ruined. Nobody watches my stuff anyway. <laughs> Not even my own wife. So anyway, wow. But what was really cool is, is when we were on the podcast with Tarzan, yeah, and it got close to tying. You guys went back and forth on the uh, what was the Twelve Days of Christmas? Twelve Days of Christmas, and it was who could keep it going the yeah, longest. Yeah. So the next two things are going to be that. Ah. Uh, so what I have here Christmas? is a yes. <laughs> Christmas trivia. Six six Eastling. So what I have here is a list of chaotic wrestling heavyweight champions. Now, Jamie. I'm thinking a number between one through ten. Yeah. What's the number? Six. No, you got it right, which means you get to go first. Six. He's been talking about six all Exactly, time. that's why I knew. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to name Catholic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Doesn't matter. Past or present. Yeah. I'm going to check the list. Once I check them off, oh. can't be used again. What if they held it multiple times? That's the only once. Oops. All right. So you are first. Handsome Johnny. Donovan Dijak. Uh, 
this. this mm-hmm. We pulled this off of the actual chaoticwrestling.com website. The title histories? No, the title histories. And unfortunately, this uh, it's in sequential order, so the names are scattered, which means I do actually have to check. So your answer was? I said Handsome Johnny. Okay. Todd Smith, right? There yeah, he is. Handsome Johnny. <laughs> and then you came back over the top. Diamond Dijak. And you are correct. Terrible. Uh, d- d- Chase Del Monte. Okay. Julian Starr. Ooh, good one. But see, I don't think you should be giving out the good ones yet. You're going to get the obvious ones. <laughs> That's right. I'm, st- I'm sticking with the obvious ones. Uh, Brian Malonis. Okay. Brian Malonis. Maverick Wild. My turn? Yep. Only because I just mentioned him, Alex Arian. Good. Good one. Whew. Good. It's good. Feeling good now. Ryan Fury. Whoa! Wait for his name to be dropped. <laughs> that was my next one. Um. <laughs> There's no way you should lose this early. Mark Sherman. All right. A sure thing. Mark Sherman. A lot of guarantees Ooh. in this world. There's only one sure thing. Goodness for Mark Sherman. There's something I've never said before, but right now, thank goodness for Mark Sherman. First page is Mark. See? I think it's your turn. Louis Ortiz. This is nuts because even in my head, I can. Oh, Markopoulos. Is he the current counter-crossing <laughs> champion? <laughs> Sorry, son. Ooh, all right, until your turn. Billy Kryptonite. Oh, boy. You know what's going to be depressing? What? I just, just go through the list. Luckily, I have every single title, so we're going to make sure, but no. He had to be one because we mentioned him. He jobbed at WFA. Oh, he's gonna yes. go by a different name. Oh, no. nope, there he is. No. Wow, that was that's just got another one. He was only what is he only a one time champ? Yeah, one time. He had the New England title too. No, I meant for heavyweight. Well, I held it for 160 days. Huh. Um, oh, shit, I just had one. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 this doesn't count. There's still some, there's still some big names on this list too. Very surprised. I can't repeat myself or I get in trouble. Tommaso, Tommy Pemichip. Correct. Pressure's getting big. Got it, Dalt. Hurricane John Walters. Correct. A lot of checkoffs on that one. Of course. Oh, I have a good one. I got my next one. Gino Martino. Correct. Get down the wire, guys. Somebody's gonna slip. Big Rick Fuller. It's funny that oh. you guys are going more far back. Correct. Are we missing a lot of the current ones? Yeah. Well, 
Well, not like supercar, but at least it, it, it would call it like my era, but at least. Oh, I have one. Oh, only because now, now I'm thinking back who we just talked about. Mikazi. Yes, I'm waiting for him. Actually, feuds and also one of, one of my favorite feuds is I, I remember Mikazi Fury. Mikazi Fury. And I, I remember we weren't going to keep the belt on Mikazi for that long. We ended up keeping it for a while because Mikazi Fury that was very good. I, who, who's, who's booking back then? Was that you? I actually, I actually think Mikazi is probably one of the most underrated guys to come out of New England. Get adult, your turn. Do, do we say Malonis yet? Yeah, I said Malonis. Uh, Brian Logan. I think I have one. Okay. Adam Booker. What are you eyeing me for? I th didn't he beat Kryptonite? The New England title. Fuck! I don't see Adam God. Booker. Now Stop wait. Up. You're gonna for the point. I need you to name one more. About Jay Gillette, Brian Black, Aaron Stevens. Oh, uh, you know what? Kiss my <laughs> kiss my ass, you with your list over there. Right. Really? Adam Booker didn't win it. No. New England title. No, they were at a Cold Fury for the belt. Cold Fury uh, three yep. shoots and ladders. So you or said four. you said Jay Gillette, Cold, Brian Cold Black. Fury three. You said Aaron Stevens. Yeah. Do we miss anybody? So here's the guys you missed. Oh wait wait wait. Want to keep going? Okay, keep going. You, you already won. You got the point. Oh, Ronnie Delicious. Oh <laughs> man, that sucks. There's still a couple names. That left. sucks. So I went Ronnie to Louie, yeah. to John, right to Aaron, yeah. right back to John. We got Maverick. Oh, we got I know one, Black. just because Arch. Arch. We missed Arch Kincaid. We missed Arch. We got Tommaso. We got Tommaso. We got Pemmonship. We got Champa. We got all <laughs> we got, we got, we got Hansa. We got Duke of Elegance. We got all those guys. Who did we miss? What? Mike Cruel. One of your favorite matches, you said, too. Yes. And Sean Burke. Oh, apologies to to Sean Burke. We would have got them. I wouldn't have. I was I was done. That's okay. Sean Burke's forgettable. Wow. I'm only kidding. I'm only we all kidding. love Sean Burke. But I was actually nervous that you guys were gonna hit them all. Please. So so far, wow. adult is winning this one to nothing. I can guarantee you that the adult's gonna win this next one. Oh jeez. Do we stop putting the pressure? I haven't been able to sleep over no, this thing. No. Nope. So. So at the last Cold Fury event, yes. there was this wonderful T-shirt. Okay. Yeah. It looks great. And on the back of that T-shirt is every main event oh. from Cold Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, God. So, adult, since Jamie started the last one, oh, you get to start this one. Shit. You can name any Cold Fury main event. I can name them all right now. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we just give them the points so I, I, can, go to, I, so just, I can go to lunch? I just want to go through this. Is nope. catering open yet? Cold Fury one. Oh, do, we have to go, do we have to go in order? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Anyone, <laughs> Anyone you want? What the fuck is this? Anyone you want? Go ahead. Cold Fury one, December fourteenth, two thousand one. Is he getting bonus points for this shit too? Wow. Oh God. <laughs> Lumberjack match. What a kick in the, the ass on my way out the Louis door. Louis Ortiz versus Ronnie Delicious. That is correct. Cold Fury one. Do you have any? Are oh, the dates actually on there? Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> Did he get all that right? Yeah. Doesn't say, the, doesn't, say the match, doesn't say the match simulation or the lumberjack town. match, which the fans oh, no, wait, some voted of it on. Does. So like, uh, I'll play it on. Don't don't. I get put my Vince McMahon uh, 
This sucks. No, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on. Do, uh, do we have to go in order? No. Okay, just don't don't snap it. Uh, like, don't that, snap it. But, but I already said shit. that once already. Good, good, good asshat here. He's, <laughs> he's listening dates, times, you know, how many attendance. God, Jesus. All right. Oh, well, the oh, Cold Fury one attendance was thirty three thousand. <laughs> All right, four hundred and forty. I can go in order though, because it was Cold Fury two, last call, January eleventh, with wow. John Walters Vince versus. I want to get it right, Vince Vicalo. North Andover Middle School. In North school. Andover Middle School, January eleventh, in a ladder match. That's my birthday. Oh, okay. for those listening, I was like, <laughs> yeah, he got the date as well on that one. All right, so back to you, adult. Cold Fury three, January tenth. 2000 sucks. <laughs> My God. Our debut at the Polish American Veterans Club shoots and ladders Hurricane John Walters in Lewis Ortiz. Right, Cold Fury 3 has been taken off the list. Remember, Jamie, you don't have to go in order. So <laughs> come to mind. It's probably because adult put this T-shirt together, huh? No, I did. That's the first <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Any of them. I'm, I'm going to jump ahead because I because I have to. Um, Handsome Johnny, Brian. Wait a minute, no, no I want to go back to now. Name Hold the on. Cold Fury, right? No, no, do, no, no. Oh, no. thank. Oh. No, he doesn't have to. You're just showing off my name. <laughs> oh God, I don't want to screw this up. All right, Handsome Johnny, Brian Malonis. Two Brian's to choose from. I think they were both in one of them. And Brian Fury. That's Cold Fury 12. That's Cold Fury 12, folks. Whew. All right. I got that one right, right? Am I done? Yes. And that's yes. when Sherman. That's when Sherman. That's when, that's, I remember that. And, and Slade Friends and Sherman from winning the, the heavyweight that's title it. by distracting him. Those are our letters. I all hate this or game. Nothing, I believe. I hate this game. This game sucks. It was all or nothing. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, adult. Oh, this sucks. Sucks so bad. Skip over Cold Fury 4 because what did we put on there? I'll go, I'll go through the list. No, no, Cold Fury 4. It's, it's an eye for an eye. Oh my goodness. It, you can name both you think it is. Well, Maverick Wild versus Lewis Ortiz, or was it the. That uh, That's correct. That's your main event. Okay. What was your other option? Pretty Psycho versus the Valedictorians in a ladder match, which is what we featured on the DVD. <laughs> we had options on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so one through four has been named, and twelve. <laughs> we had one this year. <laughs> Hold on, I got a good one here. I got a good one here. I'm gonna stay on. I'm gonna stay on trend now. Brian Fury, Mark Sherman, and Scotty Slade. Oh, some friendly fire there, folks. All right. Cold Fury thirteen. March 21st, 2014. Oh, this, is, this is terrible. That's disgusting. <laughs> that he's getting the dates. It's on you. We'll stick with March 21st, 2015. <laughs> uh, was that Chase versus Donovan Dijak? You want to just show off and say what the name of the show was? What, what, what year? Oh, what, come on. Which one are we are on? you trying four? to divide and conquer us? <laughs> <laughs> that was CF14. I don't like this March game. March 21st. Jamie, back to you. 
Which one to the left? 16. See? <laughs> no, wait. Am I allowed? Oh, God. All right. No, no. I got one. Cold Fury 8. Infinite possibilities. Oh, we get six answers here, folks. There only, there's only two. Oh, God. But what was the main event? <laughs> I think it ended up Chase against Alex Arian. That is correct. correct. Earlier in the Ooh. card, folks, Chase lost to Hurricane John Walters, and Arian beat Big Rick Fuller by disqualifying that counter. Back to you, Adele. Um, Cold Fury 16. Unstoppable. Okay. Chase versus Ilya. Correct. Jimmy, I'm unstoppable. You can be unbreakable. <laughs> I literally have no idea what that clue means. I remember Cold Fury 5 was Five Years of Fury. Cold Fury 6 was Into the Fire? Yes, that is correct. It's cool. Are we playing games of what the titles were? No. Cold Fury 7 didn't have a name. It did not. Cold Fury 9, I don't remember. It's great. What's the matches, though? I'm getting there. All right, Cold Fury 6, an adult, you're going to have to give me this one. Because there was a main event, then there's what we stated was the main event. I think the stated main event, perhaps one on the shirt that was publicized, was Malonis versus Tommaso. Correct. The real main event on that show was actually a cage match between, was it Intellectual Properties? It was it was Alan Max against Bladen Mikazi. I actually saw that was always a uh, I actually saw Slate online asking for uh, questions for this podcast and I tried to get him to ask uh, the following questions what were the official rules for squad goals caged chaos or that that cage match between those guys so we've got 5, 7, 9, 10, 11, 15 sure correct 5, 7 5, 7 so we'll go back to 35 steal a cage some Johnny Mike Cool. That's correct. Probably shouldn't be taking away the uh, the older ones. I feel like that's Jamie's. Oh no, dude, this is. Well, we just talked about that. Match. I mean, the beauty is if you guys end up tying, then we get a free T-shirt. Then you, <laughs> <laughs> then adult wins by default. So at this point, you guys have uh, five more to go. If we just if we round them out, adult wins. You gotta hope he gets. Uh... It's on you, Jamie. All right, see, now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start going with the odds now. Wait, wait, CFX. I should be able because I remember the posters of CFX. I did all those. CFX. I just remember the countdown from that one because that was fun, the classic countdown. But here's, all right, here, here's how I'm going to be smart now. I pretty much know that for the past decade or so, every one of our main events has featured at Cold Fury a combination of Handsome, Malonis, Fury, and Chase. So now I just got to pick two. So I'm going with, I don't think Handsome Malone's ever wrestled straight up at a Cold Fury. I did Fury and Malonis. Fury and Al. I think you're psyching yourself out at this point. Oh my God, I'm so confused right now. To chase adding and names on tables, you're playing Fury. weird puzzle pieces. Oh wait, but then there was Cherry Payne. She was there for a while too. I'm trying to like picture it in my mind. PAV. So adult only needs to get two. You need to get three. I'm screwed. Um, Brian Fury versus Brian Malonis. Come on, gotta be on there. Shut up. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't see it on there. I'm trying to think of Cold Fury 10, where the main event 
was Brian Malos against Alex Arion. That's correct. But what about Cold Fury 7? Cold Fury 7, that was Brian Logan, Brian Malonis, and Handsome Johnny. That was the other one. I was gonna, Remember when I said I was choosing between two Brian's, and then I forgot. God damn it, this game's tough. I mean, that's okay, because, I mean, you could have went with Cold Fury 9. That was a never-ending chase where Brian Malonis defeated Chase Del Monte. Those were two of them I was picking from. But, I mean, if you didn't go that route, you could have went Cold Fury 11. Oh, Brian Fury and Kid Mikazi. <laughs> But if all else failed, if it really had to end the game, you could have picked Cold Fury 15. Right. Chase versus Sherman. Oh, God. This game sucks. You know, like I said. Eight, that was unbreakable. 18, <laughs> 18, <laughs> Unbearable? 18 anyway. years, and I leave the company with a kick in the ass thanks to you two. Thanks a lot. Go F yourselves, all of you. So with that, we now have our true historian, Whew. adult Mark Boudry. I was nervous. Who successfully not only cleaned up... After Jamie's uh, just went down in flames. This game sucks. This is Into stupid. the fire. Shut up. This is stupid. Went down in flames and that's the logo. Stupid. <laughs> why, why couldn't you ask us what the taglines were? I would have gotten more of those. I think I was naming all of them. Yeah, I think you got more. <laughs> I, once we got up to like 13, Even 14. Once you said that you could be unbreakable and you didn't know what that meant for you. <laughs> no, I knew it was one of them. I just couldn't. I remember the, the logo. Because the untold story in those is, remember, for the longest time, Mike Crockett was also a graphic artist. So, so wait, he, going back to that T-shirt, yeah. Coltrane's not December, slowly went, and then went into January, we, we, slowly went into February, now yeah. it's March, and I think we even had one in April. Why Why did Cold Fury 7 not have a title? Couldn't come up with one. Why did... Couldn't think of one. What was the main... What was All kidding aside, what was the main event? Of 7? Yeah. It, it was, was the three-way. It was the three-way. You know, it's funny because there was an actual title for 13, but it's not on this T-shirt. What was 13? Friendly Fire. Yeah. Like I said, Crockett and I, he was I, our graphic artist forever. I think I said Friendly Fire. Yeah. And, like, the high point of my year used to be, like, my, my two favorite parts of the year used to be the, the uh, coming up with the tagline and then the logo with Crockett. And then part two would always be um, booking the countdown. I love booking countdowns. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that like the new owners. See, the book in the countdown was always easy because it always ended in one. Yeah, I'm. I'm really kind of hoping that the new owners will like a few years down the road will invite me back. Like uh, WWE's had Pat Patterson book the Rumble for them every year. I just want to come back and book the countdown. That's Can all you I guys want. Guys, come back as like Pat Patterson and I don't know. You know, hey, it's, he's it's, Pat Patterson. <laughs> you know, it's 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 up to them. I think Should I I don't know about I don't speak. Mark could be Joe Briscoe. Oh, oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> We're coming back. <laughs> We're coming back, kids. Now I'm taking a break for a little while. Um, and then this is it every summer. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking a break for a little. I actually, I just found out um, I'll actually be missing Cold Fury for the first time ever this year. I won't be in town. It's over my daughter's spring break, so I'm going to be traveling. Oh. Is there a date I, set for that? What? Is it? I, I'm assuming. I, right I, I usually kind of know when it's going to be. Right. I don't want to reveal anything for, on the new owners. But, yeah, I think I'm going to miss Cold Fury this year. I think I'm going to be gone. So first ever Cold Fury, I'll miss. I'll have to watch it on Chaotic On Demand. Maybe they'll live stream it this year. That would be cool. Go iPay-Per-View. That'd be amazing. Depending on who they have on the show and all the legal. All right, now that I've been embarrassed, are we done? Can we? Are we, we done with the Chaotic Goodbye? We are done. Really, I, so, Mark, I, like, I have to say, thank you so much for taking the time. Two different episodes to put this together. As always, I'm Scotty Slade. And this is, I thought Jamie was going to go up to the mic and say it. But no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm he's pissed off right now. He's done. Done. You know, I used to be respected in this damn company. Now, now, now I just get embarrassed. The truth comes to the surface. But anyway, that's Jamie Jamikowski. You've been listening to our Four of Pops podcast on the AI Pop Network. Until next time, see you later.